Hey, it's Brian Haney, the voice of the Jayhawks, and you're listening to my main man, Ross Volkmer. He may be a Husker, but he also knows how to rock chalk. And you're listening to the Morning Blitz right here on 1025 You Rock. Continuing on a Wednesday program, glad you're with us on the Morning Blitz. 30 degrees outside currently on our way to a high in the mid-50s in our listening region. Our guest up coming up is Jesse Doyle, our good friend from the Kansas City Star. I'm curious if he's boots on the ground in Kansas City ready for the big parade today. Is this true, Jesse? I'm boots in my house ready to watch it on television. It's the only <laughs> way to hear anything, so <laughs> that still works. But, uh, yes, it's a, uh, it's a celebration day here in Kansas City. Uh, have you ever gone to a – did you go to the parade last year? No, same thing. Um, it's weird. You know, like I always volunteer to do it, but they don't make any – don't leave any special place for media members. And so it's really hard to hear if you're there because you're just sort of amongst the people. And obviously it's the same thing where you're out and about and hard to park and all those sorts of things. So actually the TV is a pretty good experience and I'm sure there's a lot of people uh, in your neck of the woods that'll be, uh, you know, watching streams online, seeing people um, celebrate that way. And uh, I'll be with them just kind of watching, uh, watching this thing from a little bit of a far, not, not too far, but a far from television. Yeah, no, I totally understand, totally get it. Jesse Newell covers the Kansas City Chiefs for the KC Star. Jesse, the the three-point Super Bowl victory in overtime, it's all great. I was curious how this Super Bowl compared to the previous one that you covered just a year ago and what was kind of different, what was kind of the same. Yeah, I mean, I think this year, I mean, I'm I'm saying the obvious here, but much more unexpected. Um, last year, the Chiefs were really good, and everybody knew they were really good, and they even got, you know, the Eagles were slight underdogs, but um, the offense was a superpower, you know, and you always sort of felt like Mahomes could bail them out, and sure enough, in the Super Bowl, the defense wasn't great. It was a low-possession game, but uh, Mahomes did all the Mahomes things and, and won it. This year, you know, really marked by adversity. Um, there were the drops. There were the penalties. There was, you know, Travis Kelsey erupting on the sideline and Patrick Mahomes losing his cool and kind of all these things we really haven't seen from the Chiefs before. And it really felt like a moment where they could go one of two ways. They could either kind of galvanize and come together or they really could splinter and, and fall apart. And um, through all this, they did galvanize. And that's sort of been the story of this postseason where I don't think um, what we saw from them, obviously, right before Christmas or on Christmas against the Raiders is, is anything close to what we saw from them late. But it did force them to make changes. They kind of sat down, looked in the mirror, did different things offensively to get out of the huddle quicker, to clean things up on that end. And then um, they also started to play complementary football, where Patrick Mahomes his whole life, whether it was high school, Texas Tech, even his first few years for the Chiefs, he's, he's come to expect to have to do everything because his defenses have not been good. But this year's defense for the Chiefs was good. And we saw them uh, bail out the Chiefs in the Super Bowl multiple times. So uh, this one's way more expected. You know, I wrote a story earlier Aaron Schatz, who runs the DVOA statistic, uh, by his numbers, this was the most unlikely Super Bowl champion of all time based off the path. And the Chiefs did not take the easy way to the Super Bowl, man. Like, they you know, got Miami at home. They got uh, the Bills on the road. They got the Ravens on the road. And then they got the 49ers, who were the best team in the NFC all season. So to run through that path and to make it the way they did, it really is amazing stuff. And it's amazing stuff compared to what we saw just a month and a half ago from this team where it looked pretty lost on Christmas Day. So. This one more unexpected. The first one, um, you know, a, a celebration altogether, sure. But um, the, the way the Chiefs won this one, I think they're going to find this one a little bit sweeter because they went through a, a little bit of adversity to get to this one, and that was not as much the case a year ago. 
No, absolutely. Jesse Newell, our guest from the Kansas City Star. What changed in that game from your perspective? Because, you know, the first half was was kind of owned by San Francisco. What changed and when did it change for Kansas City there? Yeah, you know, um, a couple things, I think. The play of the game was was pretty lucky for the Chiefs, you know. Um, they're punting. They're not doing anything on offense. Um, they kick the ball deep, and, and the ball goes off a blocker's ankle, and the Chiefs recover it. And sometimes that's football, man. Like, you know, the ball is shaped in a weird, in a weird shape. Um, the ball bounces weird. Uh, the Fortnite had a chance to fall on it. And the guy tries to scoop it and run with it. And that thing goes the Chiefs' way. And, and from there, it just sort of brought back the belief. I think the Chiefs scored a touchdown on the very next play. Um, the defense was not perfect from that point on, but it was really good in clutch situations. And so, you know, Steve Spagnuolo at this point, the only coordinator ever to have four Super Bowls, um, that's really good, and it's sort of big game spags now. By you know, like have a game plan coming in, and then for the Chiefs to win all of these crucial third downs late when they had to, that's a really big deal. And then, I mean, it's so crazy because we think of Mahomes as this guy that always, always rallies, always comes back in the fourth quarter, always has fourth quarter comebacks. This year he had almost none of them. I mean, we didn't see this from him this year. We didn't see the Chiefs rally in the fourth quarter. Uh, it was a rare – so against the Jets, they had a game where they were tied, and he rallied them down, you know, had that slide inside the five-yard line and kicked a field goal. And there was one other game where the Chiefs – I think they kicked a field goal on the first play of the fourth quarter to have a, quote, fourth quarter comeback. But this is not who they were in the regular season. This was a team that defensively got really good late, but, but offensively kind of shut down. And then sure enough, the last two drives, Mahomes is just perfect. I mean, he's just perfect. Um, and, and, you know, it was like the 49ers kind of had that look in their eye like they knew what was coming next. And sure enough, it did come next that, that Mahomes took him down and ended their season. So uh, a confluence of a lot of things. But I really do think the defense kept the Chiefs in it when they had to. Obviously, Harrison Butker deserves a lot of credit with the, uh, the special teams. But it, sometimes it is about a little bit of luck. And the Chiefs having that ball wrap off the ankle of a, a 49ers player on special teams didn't know it was coming. I was pretty lucky, and the Chiefs took full advantage. Yeah, just a, an amazing showing there. Where do you stand on the, the big hoopla, at least of the last 24-hour sports news cycle, of the 49ers not knowing the overtime rules? Did that really have an impact, do you think, in that outcome? Um, so I'm surprised that players sort of admitted that. And I think from hearing from the Chiefs, they talked about, hey, they spoke about it as early as training camp. You know, So that does seem like something you should be prepared for. Uh, the one I really am not um, going to go crazy over is the decision to to receive in uh, the start of overtime. I mean, that one to me is, is a total 50-50 your preference call. I, I don't really understand why Kyle Shannon is taking so much grief. I know that people are talking about, well, you know, it allowed Patrick Mahomes the ability on fourth down, Newt, the Chiefs knew they had to go for it, and I understand that. But um, the other part of this is like, look, I mean, the Chiefs, what if both teams punted on the first possession? What if both teams kicked a field goal on the first possession? In that scenario, Kyle Shannon's a genius because then the 49ers get the ball and the next score wins and you're able to go down the field and win the football game. So I get it. The way it turned out doesn't look great because of what happened, but that's not the only scenario available. And the NFL very specifically put this rule in place with kind of some studies done on it to basically say when NFL teams are reaching out to the NFL like, hey, what would you suggest on these sorts of things? What would do the numbers say? It basically is like, hey, personal preference. What, what do you think? You kind of have to go through this yourself. So I do credit for the Chiefs for having a plan, for knowing what they're going to do, for having no hesitation, for not having players confused with it. But 
As far as uh, in overtime, I think that's totally defensible, totally fine, and I think Kyle Shanahan's explanation makes a lot of sense. It didn't have to go field goal touchdown. It could have gone field goal field goal. It could have gone punt punt. If it went either one of those ways, then obviously Kyle Shanahan becomes a genius. But um, it is one of those things, you know, a lot of people uh, look out there and they say, wait, this has to, has to be this way or has to be that way. Well, you know, the Super Bowl turned out one specific way, and so we'll be talking about it a, a lot of ways because of that reason. But obviously other scenarios existed, and that's not the way it fell for the 49ers, but I don't blame that specific call at all. How do you feel about all the talk already about a three-peat with Mahomes talking about what they want and what Travis Kelsey, what they want, and, you know, and they bring it up to, of course, to Andy Reid and stuff. But what are your thoughts on talking about the three-peat already? Well, it's never been done. I mean, that's – if you want – to have a legacy, if you want to do something um, special, I mean, what more special is there than doing something that's never been done in NFL football history, in Super Bowl history? And so um, I get it. And listen, it was so interesting because Mahomes, we saw on the, the quarterback documentary series on Netflix where he was on Jimmy Kimmel Live last year after the Super Bowl. He was talking with his wife, Brittany, and said, hey, you thought that was hard. Just wait till you try to repeat. Just look how hard this is going to be. And, like, he could have never known all the adversity the Chiefs went through this year and all the frustration, all the downtime. For him to rise out of that and win it this year uh, as an remark- a remarkable accomplishment. But you have to talk about it. And, listen, the Chiefs, it's hard to get motivated. I mean, it's hard because they have the shortest offseason of everybody every year. They play the longest season of everybody every year. And not only that, you get through these things. You take everybody's best shot every year. I mean, everybody talks about, oh, they get to play the Chiefs. They get to play the Super Bowl champs. It's like being college basketball. It's like being ranked number one the whole season. Like, everybody. You're their biggest game. You're, you saw it every crowd, you know, on the road. So you have to pull motivation from somewhere. You have to be able to continually get yourself going um, to be able to win those games in the regular season and, and, and get yourself at your highest level. And so I totally understand what the Chiefs are doing here because um, not only is, is, you know, the, the chance to win the Super Bowl – uh, something that everybody strives for, but the chance to do something that no other player, no other team has ever done, uh, that obviously is something a little bit different. And I'm interested to see, too, if that changes any decisions this offseason, like a Chris Jones. You know what I mean? Like Chris Jones is going to get offered a boatload of money from a lot of different teams. Do you stay with the Chiefs? Because now you could be part of a team that is the only one ever to three-peat? I don't know. I don't know the answer. I mean, what, what does that mean to you financially? What does that mean to you legacy-wise? I don't know the answer, but it is the pitch that the Chiefs can make to free agents out there, and potentially is the pitch they can make to their guys uh, that are going to be free agents to say, hey, why not come back and be part of something special? No, absolutely. You are right. That is probably the biggest storyline of the offseason for Kansas City. Have you considered that maybe you're the good luck charm? You know, since you started covering the Chiefs, why are you two and two and three? Uh, this is the third year, I think, and you've got two Super Bowls that you've covered? You ever think you're the reason no. why? Uh, Ross says, totally inaccurate. Totally, totally <laughs> inaccurate. Um, I covered the Kansas Jayhawks in 2022, uh, and they won the national title. Yeah. So my first year on the Chiefs beat was last year, and they won the Super Bowl. And then my next year on the Chiefs beat was this year, and they won the Super Bowl. So, so I told you short. The, so, yeah, 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 you're totally. So So my record covering games in person for the, the beat I'm covering is 13-0 in the postseason last three years as i have mentioned on twitter uh somebody said that uh they were a big boston celtics fan and that they needed to get me on the beat to end their suffering and i said hey triple my salary celtics i'm on the next plane you know what i mean there you go um and and so so interesting too uh if you look at it from this perspective 
um, you know, COVID kind of wiped out some of the KU stuff. So I actually didn't go to their loss to USC. I think I was in Indianapolis. I actually stayed home for that one. And then the year before, uh, COVID wiped out the tournament. So actually the last in-person loss I've seen from a team on my beat was KU losing to Auburn in 2019. And next month, that will be a five-year anniversary. So um, I don't know. I don't think I'm a lucky charm, but uh, it has been one crazy run here. And uh, at least if somebody wants to go out there and, uh, like I said, triple quadruple my salary because they think I'm a lucky charm, uh, you know, you've got my phone number, Ross. You can send them my way. That is awesome. I hope I hope somebody gives you an offer to triple that salary and you go somewhere. You know, <laughs> I'm hoping. You know, it'd be. I'd love to really test it. Well, he's going out to Hawaii to cover the University of Hawaii volleyball team, and uh, yeah, we're going to see if <laughs> you you can sign free agents, you can sign all these expensive coaches, you can do all these things, or you could triple my salary. I mean, you know, there's options out there. But if you're a smart GM or a smart owner, I mean, I think there's an easy way to do this thing, don't you? I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, this is fantastic. This is the hard-hitting news we love to talk about on this program. <laughs> Let me tell you. That's what I want to hear. Hope Brett Veach is listening because he needs. we need to keep Jesse Newell uh, covering the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, one more before we let you go here. News yesterday that the Royals are building a brand-new ballpark downtown. I just want to get your thoughts. I know you don't cover the Royals full-time, but I want to get your thoughts. You're around the Kansas City area. Your thoughts on that decision. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's still up in the air because they've got to – pass it through the uh, Jackson County taxpayers, which comes up in April. And they're really facing a deadline here because April's coming soon. Advanced voting is in a few days here. So uh, the Royals are obviously trying to ride the wave of momentum the Chiefs had because the Chiefs and Royals would both be on the ballot. So this will be fascinating to track. And uh, obviously the Royals have sort of, uh, I don't want to say mismanaged, but they very strangely managed this whole thing. They came down to two sites for the stadium, and they said they had a deadline for themselves to choose last September. They obviously didn't choose, and then they finally announced their site yesterday in February, and it was a different site from the first two. So uh, this has been a very weird process all the way around, but they've got to try to sell it to voters. I do know one thing. The Chiefs' success and the Super Bowl title and the parade, all that is going to help. So uh, we'll see what happens here over the next uh, few months. But, um, you know, as far as location being downtown, obviously more businesses already there ready to kind of take advantage of this, the Chiefs or the Royals. Wouldn't have to build up as much down there if uh, if they do get this tax pass. So we'll see what happens. It would be cool to have a stadium downtown and kind of separate the Chiefs and Royals into different experiences. But uh, they're going to need the taxpayers' help to have, that, to have that work and have that happen. It'll be fascinating to see. Jesse Newell of the Kansas City Star. Jesse, as always, thank you so much for the time. Appreciate it. Hope you get that triple salary. <laughs> we'll see what happens, Ross. Thanks. Once again, great stuff there from Jesse Newell of the Kansas City Star. That's great stuff. Look at that. That guy's a winner. He only covers winners. He only covers the winners. That is absolutely crazy, Jesse Newell. Great stuff. All right, let's get to a break. When we come back, we'll wrap up. Speaking of winners, we're not going to talk about one of those in our next segment. We'll get to that next. In fact, it was an ultimate L uh, last night for one regional college basketball team. That's next here on The Blitz.